When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. <laughs> with, 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 you know, with the chief, uh, chief commander. On this earth? <laughs> and on this earth and, in, uh, and then in a world we can't see. It's not clear to me that I think there will exist a general purpose device that does everything you want, because I don't think the whole world's going to be able to afford five devices per person in the bubble of Terranea. Oh, no. sorry. Oh. Don't step on the one. You gotta start on the two. Find the two. You understand? I told you I never did any of these dances before. Now it's one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. No, music starts. Right don't there. dance to the two. You got it? Nice. Nice. Right there. Breathe. Well said. Well said. Well said. Well said. Well said. Well said. Listen, where are you? Swimming. Here comes the music right now. Three, two, and one. Go! Listen, where are you? Gentlemen. It's a feeling. A heartbeat. I have a feeling. It's called blackmail. As you know, the royal family of Britain are the wealthiest landowners in the world. Either the royal family pays us an exorbitant amount of money, or we make it seem that Prince Charles has had an affair outside of marriage and therefore would have to divorce. What up? What up? What up? What up? What up? Right, okay, what people, up? you have to tell me these things, all right? I've been frozen for 30 years, okay? Throw me a frickin' bone here. I'm the boss. Need the info. Tell me how both of those thoughts can exist. How can you believe that your government is oh so powerful that they're able to wreck the entire world? You can also fight them with your AK-47. Please explain that. Hello. Welcome to the Friday Squid Bag. Squid bag. It's happening. Bag full of squid. It's also an octopus. It's a cephalopod. Get it? No, what's that? Cephalopodcast. Cephala? Cephalopod is uh, the type of thing, the genus. Of the squid? Of the squid and and octopus? octopus, yeah. What else is in there? Member of the molluscan class. Squid, octopus, cuttlefish, or nautilus. Cephala? How do you spell cephala? 
Cepeps with a C. C E P H. Yeah. Hello, podcast. Oh, cephalopod. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, that's clever. <laughs> I'm glad that the cleverness clicked in eventually. I'm glad that I didn't make a cuttlefish joke first. That might that's not have landed good. as well. It's my type of humor. Science, Cuttlefish. animals, Nautilus. Wow, what a Nautilus is Look like this. big old squid, right? Look at this. This is fascinating stuff. But Nautilus is, a, I'm not sure if we deal with those too much, but it's the real deal. Wow. Well, you oh, learned not something that big. new. No, they're day. tiny. Never mind. They're like, I mean, they kind of look like shrimp that are in a shell, the Nautilus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I see. Pretty cool. Interesting. What's up? What's going on, Jade? It's been a chillin'. It's been a good week. Nice. Finally got that Gallo Walkers pod out that everybody, you know, wanted to know in advance. I couldn't tell them because I'm still mad about it. So. Needed that pod to just come out so I didn't have to explain to a bunch of people why Gallowackers was the pick. Just wanted the podcast to speak for itself. Congrats. Thanks indeed. I heard you were at odds with Amin there. I mean, that's not new though. Right. Like, I mean, it's, it's, there's the gif of the, of Michael Scott, uh, Andy Bernard and, and Dwight doing the, the three-way finger gun standoff. And that's basically every episode of Cinephobe. You never know who's going to take it's aim like at who. Reservoir dogs, essentially. Right. Except we're not anonymous. We know exactly who everybody is. And that makes it a little worse. <laughs> I know it does. I've been trying to get a hold of Amin for like three days now. He doesn't even bother to text me back. He's in a tremendous... He's been... I guess he had a whole issue with the Chicago airport. Go ahead and check out the Haver Show podcast if you want another version of that rant. He ranted on Twitter. He ranted on IG Live or on Instagram Story. And then he took the the monologue to the Haver Show. That's how we ended it. But front something about that and then his his body is falling apart on him rather quickly. So he's... Ooh. Trying to deal with all of that. So he's, uh, he's a little that. bit cranky this week, I would say. A little bit of a cranky, I mean. I mean. How hard is it to text back somebody? I don't know, man. That's a question that I have for many girls in my life, you know? <laughs> how hard is it to, to shoot oh me God. a reply and just tell me you're not interested? How hard? Yeah, just let me know. I'd rather get shut down directly than have to imagine what could be happening. Let me go. Let me know so I can go. That's really the worst, though. When you you send a text and your imagination just runs wild, that's all you've got is just, oh, man, they they read that and they don't like me and... They're laughing at me right now or whatever insecure, anxious fantasy mm-hmm. you come up with. And then they're just like, hey, I was in a massage. What's yeah. up? Yeah, I thought I've been there. 
been there, done that. Hey, I was there, uh, with that. my family. Forgot my phone. Yeah. No big deal. How are you? <laughs> oh, you know, just oh, please clawing my, my eyes out. Twenty-one texts. <laughs> Ignore all the missed calls. It didn't happen. That wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, you know. Been there, done that. It's a tough time, man. No, no more though. Past that stage in my life. Yeah, congrats on the marriage. I'm, Thank you. I'm sure that that was your number one requirement. Marriage. Here, I mean, Christy, only, text me back. Not only marriage, 10 years. 10 marriage. whole years of marriage. 10 whole years yeah. of getting texted back. Yeah. I mean, although that happened to us recently. It happened to us because, like, you know, it's all these predicaments where, you know, I got to do something and she's off with the kids and I'm like, I need you to get home and. I'm texting and texting, and then she's like, I left my phone in the car. You know what I mean? It's like something like that. So you, she's not answering yours, is what you're saying? Or the kid has the phone. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I was, because I was going to ask, like, so you're saying that who's more like, who's more likely to, to not text back you or Christy? Like in a given I mean, scenario. It's, it's, it goes either way, but it's Could like one both, of these yeah. things, if I do it, if I do it, it's like a huge deal, right. you know, happened just recently. Um, something, I was at home, I was doing stuff with the kids. She was texting me about something, maybe picking up food. I don't even know. Walks in, she's all pissed off at me. And I'm like, what am I going to do? I, I wasn't looking at the phone, you know, it's not like I sit here and wait for text messages all the time. But if I do it, it's like, you know, it's just standard stuff. You know, you're never the one to blame in your own head. And you're, the other right. person's always the first one to blame in right. your head. So it's just the way it is. Yeah, my girlfriend will is. send the the urgent follow-up text. Like, why haven't you answered? You know, I'll get the, why haven't you answered yet? Like, if it's been <laughs> like 10, 15 I'm minutes. I'm ignoring you. <laughs> you're doing it on purpose, aren't you? You hate me, don't yes. you? It's like, no. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, yep, you, you, you're on to me. You figured it out. <laughs> I hate you. This is how I'm letting you know. Not answering your texts. <sighs> the world would be better if we were just honest with each other. You know? It's unfortunate that God allowed us to be like we are. If God allowed us to be honest. If, if God allowed us. God. <laughs> what? Fucking you know what I mean? God. What God? If it was like oh, something... Know. What God? Sorry, sorry, guys. Do. I didn't, I didn't want to lie, but God wouldn't let me be honest. The invention I mean, of lying. Ricky we're Gervais. getting there. Mm. We're getting there. We're getting there very soon. Hundred years, you'll be able to detect what people are thinking. You'll, you know. Those are the know. big three no. inventions. <laughs> Those are the big three <laughs> inventions. Planet's not going to be here in a hundred years. The wheel. Planet will be here. We're we going to destroy be. this thing, and man. Oh man. Planet will yeah, be here. Man. We, we need to be the we need to be the last generation. That's what I want. Just because you, you want to be Earth, Zach. In the history of the time of Earth, allegedly, it's such a small blip. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what do you mean allegedly? Well, you know, <laughs> just saying. At this point, I don't know what's true anymore. God's not allowing you to be honest, years. Zach. That's what's happening. What is it? Four point <laughs> six billion? Is it? What is it now? Dinosaurs were here for hundreds of millions of years. 
allegedly. I don't know. I don't know. So, I was yeah, just talking to factories. someone about how Found some bones. scientists weren't really great at marketing because oh. the Big Bang is like a pretty lame name. Yo, yo. Like yeah, I was, show too. actually was just looking into something recently about the end of the Bronze Age and how rapidly it happens. LeBron's it's, still going. <laughs> it's like you had these like seven or eight empires, right? That yeah. kind of ruled the world and um they were all, you know, kind of in touch with each other. They're all trading uh copper, tin, all this stuff. And uh, and then it just like I think it's like 1500 BC or so. It just disappears. Like it just collapses, like almost relatively speaking overnight, you know, and the, and the, and the, the theory is that there were these sea invaders, these, these invaders that came from the sea and just dismantled these societies. But up until then you had like a pretty stable global world uh, of, um, societies and stuff like that but it really happens fast that's the that's the thing oh yeah yeah yeah. we can't be trusted we will ruin everything yeah just look at the you know look at any series finale just about the egyptians were the kind of the big hub of that you know but then um i was just getting into it then i was like i had enough of this (laughs) <laughs> these professors they know so much we I mean, think something they go no, i mean no we're not gonna we're, we're done with i'm done with the Kyrie irving approach to everything okay we, we're not doing we, this shit anymore i'm not having it i mean so much of the ancient history though is like based on this thing that was found in a you know uh, archaeological dig and then they make a bunch of assumptions off of it it's like a large-scale assumption off of this sure, one sure you know? sure well not one thing there's an accumulation of things yeah but yeah but que- it's not questioning, much, questioning though, things ultimately. just for the sake of questioning is not intelligence and that's no. what that's the Kyrie Irving approach of like we can't do this shit anymore question no, no, no. things but not just be like well I don't know about that like I, I'm done with that shit no, I'm so it. I'm so done with that generation like, of pretending to like challenge authority. You're not challenging shit. You're being an asshole for I'm the sake saying, of being an like, asshole. With that ancient history, though, is a lot of a assumption. Like, it, of course, because we be. didn't have proper. Rec- well, it's not. A, <laughs> it's there's assumptions, but there's assumptions in everything. So, the, what the the approach is, we have an accumulation, an accumulation of all these different factors. You know, spoken word, written word, you know, uh, hieroglyphics, uh, this beat artifact poetry. matches with this artifact, which matches this, right? <laughs> Slam poetry, beat poetry, um, you know, uh, Anthony Canton III's book oh. of poems. Like, we have all these things that factor in. Shout yeah, out yeah. to Selfish. I think that's what it's called, right? Uh, just yes. put it back on my bookshelf as I unpack this uh, apartment. Uh, we have all these things. And yes, there are assumptions, but they're educated assumptions. Well, yeah, I mean, I said this about Kyrie before, like his stuff is so off the wall. It doesn't really even make sense. Like, I don't even know what he's talking about. And I'm a conspiracy guy. You know what I mean? 
Right. I mean, what? When you, you're like, I don't know. Can I read this? <laughs> the questioning everything is just what? being an annoying teenager to your parents, right? It's like, but he, right, hey, Kyrie, I, I do, I, can you fold like, your clothes? Why do right. I have to fold my clothes? Why do we fold clothes? How Who says? How come the how come the clothes don't fold us? Or maybe that they do. Like Sadie and Joseph. Exactly. Right. Joseph's like, why? And so I think we should we should question how like american history is taught right and we should question how like european history is taught to europeans we should question like the local part of that but the idea of like well nothing can be believed because we don't know anything is kind of stupid it Let doesn't mean we tell can't you, question Zach. there's a difference between questioning and and saying like nothing can be can be proven right like they're they're just there's these huge gulfs between those two things and the first one is good. The latter is kind of dumb. And I went, full intelligence. I went to bilingual school, so I took really half my French? classes in French, half my classes in English for like through eighth grade. So we had we English wait. history, and then we had French history, and we had English math, and then we had French math. And you know, like with math, Canadian? it was basically geometry and stuff, and in yeah. U.S. math, it was algebra. But right. with French history, it was so friggin' hilarious because they told the entire history of the world through the French perspective. They right. only cared about what the French people were doing in the 1200s, right. what the so French like people were doing in, in, the, a in the 1600s. It's like, we what? get it. <laughs> yeah. What school was this? <laughs> it was a we French American school, Jade. These Bay man, let me tell you. Wow. We took we took in all of the French 20-somethings that came to San Francisco in the 90s and early 2000s and oh, we gave them a job right. teaching. Hey, you need something to do? You're French. You could teach French, right? <laughs> With the Come French on down. What? With the French out there? Yeah. Historically? I mean, not like in tremendous amounts, but I just mean that you know, when you're a kid, you don't really think about who your teachers are. And most of the time, people's teachers are like 20-something Americans, right? And you, you like think that they're older than they are or whatever. But I, most of the people that taught me in school, at least all the French classes, were French immigrants in their mid to late 20s. And wow. like, that's such an that's interesting... That, that's, who, that's who molded... Me and a lot of my classmates growing up was French expatriates. That explains That's amazing. It. Yeah. That's amazing. I didn't know this was even possible. Well, it's like it's how, it's just, like how it's you know. It's not just amazing. It's a like a Montessori? Thing. It's a thing. It Montessori? It's not Montessori. No. No. It's not public, obviously. What but, is it? No, it was, it was a private school, but it was, uh, it was just not half religious. French. Not religious. Monte Morris story? Daryl Morris story? Uh, Ellis story? <laughs> but you know how, I mean, this was definitely more of a my generation thing, but basically when you graduated college, a, a thing that a lot of people did was go teach English in China uh-huh. or mm-hmm. Thailand or whatever. Thing. That was a and big just, thing. It's just the opposite. It's like, go teach French in America. <laughs> that was a big thing. Infiltrating. Because they're mad about the war. I mean, they'll be forever mad. They'll be mad about the war. They'll be mad about the French oh, yeah, language the French being replaced. Yeah. They got a lot of 
A lot of beef. Well, the best. French, you know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe don't sell Louisiana if you're so upset about it. Okay. Maybe don't do that. Talk about return on investment for that. Woo! Oh Can you imagine if they still own Louisiana? Woo! <laughs> if you clean it up. Mm-hmm. That would actually be kind of crazy. A bad man. deal. That was definitely I mean, a bad a, deal. Yeah. That's an interesting aspect of the Civil War. As a matter of fact, is that there's this. I think there's a notion that this, this the Confederacy was just kind of white Southerners, like from America. But there was this. There was a lot of other, like the French, for instance, right? New, taking over New Orleans was a big aspect of the Civil War, and that was a heavily French city. But then you had all these other kind of rambling, rogue things. You ever watch, um, what's the bear movie there with Leo? Revenant? The Revenant. Revenant, yeah. It's yeah. kind of like these these groups of whoever. I mean, it was foreigners. There were Germans and whatnot, you know. And that part bear of like, movie. Mm. was just getting order established across the land so that they could make their way out west. Taking over the Mississippi River was huge in that war. So, but yeah, it's fascinating stuff. It's, it's, uh, I didn't have any of that option in, in New Britain. New Britain. <laughs> so, according to officialdata.org for the inflation calculator, yeah, in, uh, in 1800, right? So when was the Louisiana Purchase? Like 1803 or something? 1802, 1801? When, was there, I know it was early 1800s. So Thomas uh, Jefferson. Yeah, 18, 1803. Um, so it was estimated to be about $2.6 billion, right? Total for the purchase. Which uh-huh. today is worth $56.4 billion. That's it? That's it. I thought it'd be more. I thought it'd be way more. So yeah, France fucked Oh, they blew it. Oh, my God. But there's got to be a quid they pro sa- quo somewhere else. What's up? <clears throat> I, I'm wondering if there was a quid pro quo somewhere else, like something else they got in return. Mm, interesting. Know, under the table. Yeah. Uh, but we weren't we weren't moving around the oceans then, so. That's true. I don't know what they'd give us. We had $2.6 billion just laying around? It wasn't until 100 yeah, years man. later that the, the U.S. became like a colonial empire, and that was the Spanish-American War. You know who so. closed that deal, Zach? Who? Thomas Jefferson. Oh. Yeah, Tommy J. Oh, you know Tommy how J? Thomas Jefferson was Ooh. stacking cash? Slavery. Oh, yeah. Tommy J. Uh, wait. Congratulations, what France. What was I going to say? Shoot. Oh, man. I'll think about it. Yeah. It's fascinating. But, yeah, history... Going way back. I don't even know how they <laughs> some of this stuff. And he, some of this stuff like hundred thousand years ago, science is like, wow. You know? Because like oh, yeah, they'll, yeah, yeah. they'll find yeah. another thing and it'll radically shift the whole paradigm. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure, yeah. But that's you know, like, what it's supposed to do. Right? As we get better technology. <laughs> as we get better technology and we can do stuff with that, like, yeah, of course that stuff's gonna change. Well, yeah, it's like when you find a couple of bones and you know, they put together the whole sketch of what the dinosaur looked right. like or whatever, and then you find the jawbone, Jade, you're like, wait a second. <laughs> this yeah. did, we have to make 60, this fit now. Uh that's weird. Do you, do you remember 60 seeing years the ago we were giving people cocaine for the dentist visit, okay? Like uh, things are gonna change. Oh, more than that. All right, Zach, um, I, got your analogy, I got your analogy right here, Zach, for this Louisiana right. purchase. Okay? Yeah. Guess who's... So we know Thomas Jefferson negotiated it. Who sold it for France? 
Napoleon. Napoleon. Yeah. Napoleon is the mm. ultimate GM who is yeah. not thinking about the long term plan. So For sure. Well, and, he was and probably surprised Napoleon came up short. <laughs> <laughs> but he probably there I mean, I don't know. I'm just guessing, but maybe he needed the money for the wars he was. Exactly. Waging. He he yeah, sold sure. it. And, he sold yeah. Louisiana so he could go fight war. Wars. Yeah, and if then you he, think about it, he he had a real him complex, you know? <laughs> was he bald too? He no, wore that he hat sideways. Was that him? No, that's that came true. Up he, did, he wore that hat, hat like a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes me think he had the he had the friar tuck, you know? The sideways. Makes me think he had the friar wild. tuck. How'd they deal with that in the wind? I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> I, no one respected him until he started killing people, right? Like that you wear a hat like that, you're like, come on. They probably called him probably called him uh like Pole or something or Leon. Oh, he's got some real wispy bangs trying to cover that head. Napoleon. He was a quite a general show. Quite the general. But he went all yep. in. He went all in apparently trying to take over the world. And he forgot about Louisiana. He just sold Louisiana off for parts. Yeah, he tried to take over the world. And how did that work for him? When was... Uh, I mean, about as good as every other conquering emperor. When was, Cin- you know? when was Cinco de Mayo? What year was that? May 5th. Because <laughs> that was the French getting booted from Mexico, right? I believe. 1862. And yeah. the Alamo has something to do with the French, I think, right? 1862. So, wow. So that's, that's well after the Louisiana after the Purchase. Civil War. Yeah. Good Lord, man. They're terrible at, like, wars. No wonder they're so... I've never, I've never been to Mexico. Time. Have you ever been to Mexico? Oh, yeah. Like, there must be parts of Mexico where you would see French culture somehow, I would imagine. Well, pro- probably. I, I mean, I haven't been. I've been to more like touristy spots, right? Yeah. I really see the French influence <laughs> yeah. in Cabo San Lucas's luxury oh, hotel man, experience. I've Dream seen the resort. <laughs> at Dreams Resort, yeah, bro. Oh my god! When I went to Greece, I got some stories. Holy cow! Wow. Those Greeks get down, man. Very awkward when you're there with your new wife. Let me just say mm-hmm. that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. A lot of looking up, a lot of looking up in the sky. Like, oh wow, look at the yo! The sun's we, out today. Christy and I went to this really obscure beach. I don't even know if it was a beach. We were just on one of the islands. I think we were at Rhodes, and we just kind of went to the beach as kind of soon as we got there. Plopped down. It was just me and Christy mm-hmm. until these other two ladies showed up. Yep. <laughs> yep. And they like, get you. and I'm just like, this is so weird. Felt like Austin Powers, you know. (laughs) (laughs) You're late, baby. Out of the out of the water. (laughs) Totally. I mean, it was just like I didn't know what to do. You know, you just like you kind of like peek over there. You feel weird. Mm -hmm. It's hard not to. It's like, of course, conditioned to. It's Austin Powers. It's also two lovers, two lovers in a tub. That was the first time I. I think it was Mexico. It was the first time. First time I experienced nude beaches was Mexico. Mm. I was like, yo, what up? And then the Speedo came. Oh, <laughs> love a Speedo, man. Bro. Constri- you know, like Speedo, because I, I don't like my legs being constricted. You know, that's why I don't like wearing pants. Bro. Um, I like to move freely. And like Speedo, it constricts the package. 
But does it? That never the, but the but the um but the legs, man, you can you can do anything. Roundhouse kicks, everything. <laughs> uh, I do appreciate like the European. They just have. They don't care. Like it's not. They're not self conscious like we are. No, I was I was talking to somebody about this the other day, um, where they were like, you know, the the European approach to like monogamy is just like, oh yeah, there's a summer fling, and it's just fine, you know, for a lot of people. It's like it's a very different approach to over here. Oh man, I watched I watched Vicky Cristina Barcelona with my girlfriend. Oh. Want to talk about <laughs> it's. it's Casual summer flings and it's fine. Yeah. Holy oh, shit! Man. I can't put like this takes me back to when Amin said that Javier Bardem wasn't sexy. Get the fuck out of here! Watch that movie. Oh, he's out of his There's mind, no man. chance. That you, oh my god! Not, What's it called? It's called Vicky Cristina Barcelona. Barcelona. Yo, it's Woody Allen, but it's Scarlett Johansson, Rebecca Hall go to Spain, and they they meet Javier Bardem. He's an artist, and he just walks up to their table at a restaurant and he says. Good evening. Hey, ladies. Good evening. Would you like to come with me to this small village? We will drink wine. We will experience the culture. We will make love. Would you like to come with me to this small village? We will drink wine. We will play music. We may play checkers. We may play checkers. Cheers. We will experience the culture. And then we shall make love. That's it. That, right <laughs> that's off it. the top. And one, yeah, when you look like, like when you look like Javier Bardem, that's really all you have to say. And if they say right. no, he doesn't care. He doesn't care. No, Don't he just goes on. to the next table. Oh, and then he says, "We leave in one hour." That he was the best part. Yeah. The exploding this. offer. He's- you gotta yeah, hit him with the exploding very offer. Good looking in this oh, it's one. an exploding offer, my friend. Oh, let me yes, tell you, indeed. He's very good looking here. So are the ladies. Oh yeah, he's smoking. He's a and smoke then, show. Just to cap it off in that movie, they bring in Penelope Cruz. Of course, yeah. why not? Yeah, wasn't enough. Need more off. sex appeal yeah. on that. It is a sexy off, movie. Baby. Who's the Jade Wynn? Rebecca uh, Hall. Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, baby. Jade, <laughs> when's the last time you watched Roadhouse? Years. Okay. Do you remember how Sam Elliott looks in that movie? Mm. Uh, let me yeah. just. Oh my spoil, God. Spoiler Woo! alert for this coming this coming Wednesday on <laughs> Cinephobe. <laughs> Sam Elliott in Roadhouse made me fucking horny. Like I was head. turned. I was like, Jesus Christ. Look at that hair. Oh, my God. No, and he's constantly brushing it back. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing, Jade, okay? Mace, he knows how to hair. work the screen. Mace, you oh, got that hair. God. Yeah, I mean, he's... But I don't have the salt and pepper that he does. No, you know? like, he's a smoke show. Because the thing is, is like, his hair is basically oh, white shit. now, but he's one of those early going gray guys, and it does mm-hmm. not matter at all. Yeah, it just shows that he can. He's timeless. Sam Elliott is no, a he's timeless, completely timeless yeah. babe. Is He'll it, be having sex until he dies. Hundred percent. Be having sex when he dies. Yeah, yeah. That's probably the way he's gonna go. Zach, so I've got a trivia question for you here. All right. Danish artist Jens Hanning 
was paid $84,000 by the Kunsten Museum of Modern Art for two blank canvases that he turned in that make up a new work that he calls what? You got robbed. Basically, it's take the money and run. Really? Is the name of the art. It's pretty close. And he said, That's pretty close. The work is second, <laughs> that I have hold taken on, I their money. That's amazing. Hold on one second. Be right back. Major Solo. Welcome back to the Cephalopod. <laughs> where I, Anthony Mays, talk about Danish artists who per- do performance art in the sense of turning in empty work and then saying that the work that they did was stealing the money. Genius stuff. Next level stuff. Imagine if I put up a blank podcast and named it Take Your Ears and Run. Because you listen to me talk. You listen to the empty podcast and that's the art. The art is that there is no art. Genius. Genius stuff. Sounds like the washer and dryer arrived. Oh, that's what's happening. Yeah. Zach is about to do laundry for a long, long time. That's interesting that they're letting him install the washer and dryer and that the washer and dryer was not already a part of the unit. I'm curious about that. We'll have to ask him when he comes back because that's that's interesting. Normally it's it's, it's pretty big it. big time to have it though. Do it's anything. huge. It's a game changer. Especially with all of his complaints about laundry room etiquette and Jay, did you know that there's a, a coin shortage? There has been. People are using more coin, or people are taking more coins and not spending them as much. There has that started. People are staying home. Yeah, that that's been around for over a year now, but it's gone here. It's not. There's no shortage here anymore because it's hard to get like a roll of quarters to do your laundry at this point because there's a coin shortage. It's pretty wild. There so, might be a dollar bill shortage too. I mean, if they got rid of if they got rid of coins, would you miss them, Jade? No. If they got rid of dollar bills, is that too far? Is that a step too far? I mean, I hardly ever carry cash. Quite honestly, I hardly ever carry cash. The only way you carry cash around is if you work as like a bartender or like work in a restaurant. Like my friends who own the bar that I do trivia at, like they're always cash heavy, of course. Well, wait, there are certain things you need cash for, if you know what I mean. Right. Exactly. That's that's pretty much what I use it for. But I don't know. Coins, Coins could go, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean... There's a coin shortage. Why not just let's just get rid of them? <laughs> just just close it out. They should have done away with coins a long time ago, especially like the penny. Where's the penny hanging around? The penny, the penny could definitely go. I definitely don't need the penny anymore. Um, and uh, I, another trivia question was that dollar stores are officially dead because the last dollar store now has nothing that's under a dollar. It's all a dollar fifty or two dollars. Yeah, that's been like that for a while. So they've been struggling, but now they're officially wiped out. 
It's over. Dollar store is just a cheap box store now, essentially. Exactly. And it's all like, it's all stuff that they're not even getting probably firsthand. It's all like secondhand. Couldn't sell it here. Now we're going to move it to the dollar store type stuff. Eden, you here? Did you make it? How's Patty and Selma Eden doing? I wonder if she lost her voice doing more karaoke. Says she's here, but she says she keeps getting kicked off. Mm. She's here, but she's muted. We're Eden? sorry. The number you have reached is not in service. Please check the number or try your call again. Zach? This is a recording. <laughs> Welcome back to the Cephalopod. Jade? Jade, are you here? I'm waiting for my headphones to charge. Seems to me you'd be a little more philosophical about it. And cut it the fuck loose. You know that fucking... That girl... Never told you she was married. Did she? And when a man sticks a gun in your face... You got two choices. You can die or you can kill the motherfucker. Don't mean to bust up the party or anything, but my shift starts in a couple hours. <laughs> Thought I'd go home and get a little sleep. Aren't you guys tired? I'll go get all the sleep I need when I'm dead. Thanks for the dance.
Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com.